Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 274 for May the Once 2022. <laughs> oh, boy. Is that, is that how we're going to go today? Yep. Yep. May, that's how May we're doing the it. Hi, everybody. Right. I'm Marty. It's the blurst of times. I'm Christoph. Thank you all for, for listening. Yes. Appreciate you. Uh, right at the top here, want to encourage everybody to head over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash the rough house podcast. Yeah. Uh, our boy Justin uh, gave us a, a hell of a Schlegel soapbox today. Yes. Extended I, I guess, edition. I don't, know if, I don't know if he was just trying to avoid uh, familial duties or he was really just into chatting with us, but uh, a, a yeah. Pushing ninety minutes yeah. of a of yeah. soapbox here, which is uh, you know, we we always let Justin go at his own length, and he kept going, so we we let him uh, he, keep he, going. It was he very came nice. to the table with notes, which I, I appreciate as as a resident <laughs> note taker of the show. Um, I just I just showed up hungover, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, you'll never see Mary Poppins the same way again. Is, <laughs> oh my god, that, it it is an unmissable. Schlegel soapbox. Yes, yeah, it is. It is a story you will not get anywhere else. Yeah, an exclusive, exclusive story of his, uh, his adventures in uh, the happiest place, on, ma- most magical place on earth. Both happiest those, magical, happiest magical uh, well, place on earth in, in Orlando, Florida. You know yes. that's 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 really uh, all that needs to be said in and that our, regard. And our, and our boy Justin has some very serious thoughts about the current state of AEW. That yes, yeah. Uh, hot, uh, war, Warm going on nuclear takes, especially considering uh, the the gentlemen's want to be in that locker room. Uh, I was, uh-huh. <laughs> right. I was kind of surprised how how uh, William Nilliam he decided to be about his I mean, uh, his feel- you know. his feelings about it. I, I don't. Well, I don't it's, know. it's behind a payroll. Payroll. Yeah, you know. So, you fair know. point. Fair point. If if you want the the juicy gossip, if you want the deets, patreon.com slash roughhouse podcast. The five dollar tier podcast. Um, and it's the first day of the month, so it's the best time to sign up. Yeah, yeah, uh, no better time now. Same uh, with with New Japan World. Um, yeah, but we'll... it's only, I think it works out to like seven dollars and eighty cents per uh, per a month is what the yen and yeah. to yeah. dollar ratio or exchange at least right rate now. So, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see what happens. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Obama, and. Um, <laughs> Let, let's go ahead and, and, and jump right into it. Uh, the bit that uh, Chris was ready for me to have the soundboard open Always. for. So let's let's start it off. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary. Here we go again. It was cut season once again for the WWE. Another Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, an- uh, another Mania season gone. We're past uh, the end of April. So yeah. therefore... More individuals had to be fired. The culling had to continue. This time, NXT and the Crosshairs, 10 releases on uh, on uh, Friday. Friday, yeah. Uh, right on Friday. Uh, at, late, Ace, at like uh, 4 o'clock hour, like late yeah. in the day. 
trying Johnny to bury is, that in his most dauber voice saying i'm just gonna push that off to the other day that's what i'm gonna do uh i i will say of a coach reference you just snuck in there yes yes, yes okay it was. all right it, it, i'm a little you're slow right. on the uptake today but man you just you just slid that bad boy in you're, Craig you're welcome style um, Thank you, Mr. Incredible. <laughs> of the ten, uh, six of them have recently been on television, which tells <laughs> you that that the rumors about NXT 2.0 being you have 90 days and you fuck or walk are true. Yeah. Uh, two of them, uh, I'm very excited to see what happens on the free agent market, but uh, mm-hmm. let, let's go ahead and uh, roll through the list of names. Yeah, six of them I've never heard of, so... Raylan Devine. No idea who that is. Mia Milani. I've got nothing. Vish Kanya. Nope. Referee Blair Baldwin. <laughs> is that a real name? Yep. Okay. Uh, Draco Anthony. Also, actually, a real name. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. They, they were a jobber on TV. Okay. Persia right. Parada, who, according to Instagram, just bought a house. Dexter Oops. Loomis. See, that's one I know. Yeah. Harland. Yeah, yeah, the Parker Boudreaux. Mm-hmm. And then, most excitedly, Malcolm Bivens and Dakota Kai. Yeah. Were released on Friday. Uh, I know that Kai had been in the mix of doing dark matches on live events, uh, looking like uh, she was going to be put on the SmackDown brand. She did about six weeks worth of them uh, and was never put on television, wow. which kind of was right on the wall. Um, yeah. To my understanding, she, like uh, uh, Malcolm Bivens, formerly known as Stokely Hathaway, formerly known as Chuck Taylor. Yes, really. He was known as Chuck Taylor. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay. Um, uh, they both were approached in February with having their – uh, contracts extended and both turned WWE down. Wow. So, okay. uh, king shit for both, uh, Malcolm Bivens and the leader of Team Kick in Dakota Kai. Uh, nice work on both of them. So they're, they're done, uh, as of Friday, I believe. Uh, I, I guess it, because it was an extension scenario, I think they're done, done. I, I don't know if this means. We're going to see Dakota Kai pop up somewhere as early as, you know, this week. But I, I I know we talk a lot and we talked a lot in the Schlegel Soapbox about the the toy box of one Tony Khan being mm-hmm. filled with options. But I look at Malcolm Bivens, a.k.a. Stokely Hathaway, a.k.a. Chuck Taylor, and I look at Dakota Kai, a.k.a. Evie and I just see massive missed opportunities. Sure, sure. I mean, Dakota Kai had a, a long and fruitful run in NXT. Yes, yes, very much did. Was probably the best plucky babyface since mm-hmm. Bailey. Then they yeah. turned her heel and go back and listen. We were super skeptical of it, and she made it work. She made it absolutely yep. sing. So clearly, she could do. You know. Uh, she she can figure it out with whatever gets dealt to her. But yeah. uh, Malcolm Bivens, for the longest time, stuck on social media. One yeah. of the most naturally funny people that the WWE has ever had employed, full stop. That's true. I remember when they hired him. We were stoked. Yeah. 
And then he did nothing for the longest period no. of time. Nothing and then he didn't even debut until I stopped watching NXT. So I never really yeah. got to experience Malcolm Bivens. Yeah, he was the manager the of the Diamond Mine, which, again, walls keep closing around Roddy Strong. How he nah, continues. He's, he's the cockroach. He's going yeah. to be the one. <laughs> yeah, he, he is he'll, going. He'll stick around. He's going to be the next Matt Bloom. That's that's yeah. what it's going to be. <laughs> well, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, well, fair point. Well, I, I'm just saying <laughs> that to that le- that level being ingrained, he's wallpaper now at the PC. He is well, he, he's that much uh, in the mix. But um, the fact that that he was kept away, uh, that Stokely was kept away from TV for the longest time, was doing amazing work on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, made amazing videos. Even his, uh, I don't know if you saw it, Chris, on Friday, he posted a video um, uh, thanking everybody for reaching out, but he wanted to just tell everybody he's okay. He's going to Zaxby's, uh, the the chicken joint. And, <laughs> the chicken uh, joint, yeah. He, he just said, if I can leave you all with one thought, it's this. Zia Lee, everybody. Zia Lee. <laughs> so here's to you, Malcolm, shooting your shot on the way out. Um, yeah, right. And God, just take an entire group of people and build them around him. Ring of Honor, AEW, wherever you want to put him, TK. Like, yeah. that's a dude who needs to be on television. Hell, throw him into the mix of, of the Hey EW shows that RJ City is oh, doing. Oh, wow, uh, yeah. That alone would make it worthwhile. But th- th- this is a man who needs to be employed, period. I mean, you know, TK's no stranger to hiring funny internet people. So yes. between the RJ Cities and your Danhausens and now, you know, this, And he does this. seem to have an interest in the the Chikara Wrestle Factory people, which yeah. Stokely was. And, and and to get to that point, there was a storyline in Chikara where uh Chuck Taylor retired and in turn his name became available. <laughs> So Stokely <laughs> bought the rights to the name, so he was Chuck Taylor. Amazing. So there was there was a, a ongoing thing when Chuck, when Chucky e. T when Dustin returned uh-huh. to the ring, he was working through different names on every show because Just to he, see what sticks. Yeah, to see what's what what stuck, and none of them did. So eventually, he had to beat Chuck Taylor in a loser loses their name match. <laughs> that's my kind of stupid shit right yeah, there man. yeah also there was uh, an amazing live streamed uh quote-unquote grammys backlot brawl that he and orange Cassidy did on twitter a few years ago wow. um yeah the, the the guy is gold and, and i know yeah. that they're not looking for writers quote-unquote but more creative talent in that locker room especially someone who gets social the way this guy does yeah. It's such a layup. Like, there's got to be 60K somewhere, right? Like, just make <laughs> because because this was, you know, a, a, a manager in NXT. There's yeah. no way he was clearing above 40K, right? No, like, no, not even. Like, fucking TK, sign the man, pay him what will be a handsome reward versus what he was making in developmental right. and just put him somewhere. He he's too good to let slip. There's enough people who need, uh, 
well, I don't want to say there's enough people to be mouthpieces, but they're, you know, like you said, the aforementioned sandbox is full of uh, toys, yeah. and uh, not everybody is great on the mic. So. Yeah, there, there are not a lot of, uh, in, in that toy box, there are not a lot of talking toys. Not not many no. that you can pull the string and, and get a good catchphrase out of. Right. And some of them are working on it. Yeah. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's, you know, not everybody's going to be uh, fresh out the box, uh, you know, cutting punk promos. No. Or, no. or MJF or anything like that. Although, don't MJF and... Uh, and and Stokely have a history. They, they do have a history. Uh, Stokely did manage him uh, in some different indies over the years, uh, and again, I, I I see no reason why they can't. Like, I would think there would be enough people in that locker room who would be vouching for him. Sure, that it seems like a foregone conclusion. To that same point, I think Dakota Kai would be in a similar spot. Because right. there are enough women who worked with her, whether in NXT or in Shimmer when she was Evie, that are just like, that. this is an all-around great talent. And we know TK loves people who he used to have to fight on Tuesday nights. Like, <laughs> this is he, this is he's true. got a real respect for them. Man, so. and I don't think we we talked about this last week, but uh, I just I have to I have to circle back to like a week and a half ago yes. when Joe beat the snot out of uh, Max Caster. Yeah, uh, Max Caster's line that Tony, why'd you hire this guy when we were winning Tuesday nights? He was their champ. Yeah, fucking murdered me. Joe Amazing. selling that. Yeah, with just a. Well, you know, good point. Yeah, like that. Point, yeah. <laughs> like Joe Joe's response Oof. again, we're doubling back to something from weeks yeah. ago. Joe's response to that entire rap of, okay, let's see what he's got. And then yeah. as it went on, like, you know what? Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. No, he, he, <laughs> yeah. he hit the he hit the right spots there. Yeah, no, that, that rap was <laughs> I'm gonna was murder wrong. him anyway. Because yeah, that's and what he I did. Do. And it was quick and it's it was what perfect. I do. It's just what it needed to be. But, but yeah. Good, good work, everyone. <laughs> uh question for you. Yes. Did uh Dakota Kai, previously Eevee, yeah. did she name herself after the Pokemon? Uh, I don't know. I, I do know that uh, she's one of the few that have really posted a major statement online. Uh-huh. Um, she did she's say, the only one anybody's ever fucking heard of. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> uh, but she she made it clear that um, she probably will not have the Eevee name because she's had that name on the Indies since she was 17. So. Right. She wants to do something different. Um, so likely it was based on the Pokemon. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I really would not be surprised. <laughs> uh, Harland was a surprise in so much as dude looked like baby Brock. Yeah. And then they shaved him and he just looked like a big grumpy baby. But he, he really looked eerily like early 2000s Brock yeah, Lesnar. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, there was nothing on TV or, or anything that ever stood out. I mean, the probably the most intriguing thing you can say that he was involved in during his time in 2.0 was he was supposed to go against Brian Kendrick in the week that Kendrick went, no, good. I'll just leave the company. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about me. I'm out. Yikes. Uh, and then of course, uh, yeah. opportunity knocked and closed the door shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dexter Loomis probably had the most baffling run of any, you know, mid, upper mid card guy in NXT. Never really had he. He was a guy who was pushed in the work rate era of NXT and never had it. No, no, but, uh, he was he, he's it was all character. Yeah, you know the stalker sort of. I mean, because I know when he was in TNA, yeah, it was full on Dexter. Yes, like yeah, you know. Like the character from the TV show, and this, you know, 
they didn't go full bore with it in NXT, but he definitely no. had these weird stalking vignettes. I don't remember who he was stalking at the time, but was it Roderick Strong actually? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it was. I don't know. Uh, but, he, but he was stalking somebody like through doors and windows yeah. And, yeah. and stuff like that, which, you know, in NXT to be stalking when they've had a number of stalkers uh, come to the PC to. Uh, it, to... it was definitely uh, not in good taste. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I wouldn't expect. Yeah, a lot uh, of shock of good taste. that, that uh, impact did not have good taste in something. I don't, I don't see him really blowing up the free market, uh, free agency no, market. No, I assume he goes back to impact of anything. That's what I was going to say. Um, well, you know. he may show up in our backyard as an as part of an MCW show because <laughs> hey, game respect game. Those guys are doing something right. They're no. they're getting on fight. Yeah. They sell out shows, but MCW is definitely a featuring person you saw on television previously right which yeah. again works that's what they, draws man yeah. people love to see it, it's what draws and they they build their homegrown stars yeah. off of the backs of these names so yeah we'll not be shocked not if but when he shows up on an mcw yeah show. yeah but, fka uh yeah. Dexter, dexter loomis, loomis. Yeah. yeah or they might just call him sam shaw because that's what he was in impact like. that's right that's what it, i couldn't remember what the name was sam shaw that's it uh it was <sighs> it was weird though because he had been in this ongoing storyline uh, with, with indy hartwell with indy hartwell and coincidentally uh their couple was being pitted in a storyline against a couple featuring persia parada who was also ah, let go okay uh and persia parada australian superstar uh of note on the aussie indie scene uh steph delander was her pre nxt name delander uh, yeah I, I remember seeing her name come up in some prominent indie results but she never moved the needle for me and mm-hmm. i guess they decided similarly because she was on her way out everyone else though no one who really got on TV, no one who really had more than a cup of coffee in the uh, performance center. So, so the the most important question is the um, is is the the thick ass blonde curly hair still there? Nikita Lyons remains. Ultimo okay. Wagon is still part of the <laughs> roster. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, uh, she actually had a rematch with Lash Legend, where basically they seem to just go. You girls don't know how to work, so how about you just beat the shit out of each other? Uh, just straight shooting? Uh, yeah. It, it, more potatoes than the state of Idaho in that wow. one. Wow. It, okay. uh, it was it was entertaining, but in that springery way, which yeah. I guess is, is kind of their, their move these days, which certainly lines up with uh, the stories that uh, Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, uh, was telling this week, <laughs> talking about how they had a two-hour seminar about how they had to show the goods a bit more. How they had to dress like Mandy Rose, I think, is what the quote she said, yes, which yeah. is hysterical, who yeah. I think is still the NXT Women's Champion, by the way. She is. She yeah. has a brunette, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think it's a good look it for her, but it's not. It's not what I expect when I hear, oh, this is this is a prototype for WWE women. It's well, it's almost exclusively blondes with bolt-ons. But you know everything else body wise is Yeah. Definitely yeah, no, definitely uh, in, in that vein. Yeah. Whether yeah, by yeah. nature or by hand of doctor, yes. Definitely something of vein involved there. But um yeah, very I'm glad that uh that, you know, uh thick mama uh blondie is still uh yes. so although I, I think i saw a gif of that match and she was trying to run the ropes with whomever was in the match with her and it Lash was legend yeah hilariously yeah. terrible not not good not good <laughs> 
Uh, also on the WWE tip, uh, 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 I, I, I want to try to say this properly. Mustafa is apparently how it's pronounced. Mustafa okay. Ali returned to Raw. With his first name, not just yes. Ali. Yes, he returned okay. to Raw, faced and beat The Miz wow. in something that, you're going to love this, something that people backstage had to fight for because post-match he got beat down by someone who lost their first name. Champa, so Champa's now a heel, okay. and in a storyline with Ali, and the original plan was Miz was going to beat Ali, then Champa was going to beat up Ali. What the fuck? Why would you? What? What is the reasoning behind that? I have no idea. Wow, but, that but, is. But people had to push backstage. Of how about we give him a win? Yes, and then have him get beat down. How is it so hard to comprehend that wins matter? I don't know. The outcomes of your sports entertainment matches matter. Well, if you look at it this way, nothing matters because they had what I, I on paper. I mean, even when we were talking about it last week where we were going with WrestleMania backlash. The most intrigue feel filled match was RK bro against the Usos unifying the tag belts. The question of, you know, what direction are they going? On paper, very good match. Say what you will about uh, accused sexual assaulter Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about Randy Orton, who has a Sonata level, or maybe Sonata has a Randy Orton level of not give a fuck versus give a fuck, depending on the opponent he has. The uh-huh. Usos, who are A, number one on the list of they come to the ring, you go, this is going to be boring. They have a great match. You go, that was awesome. And then you forget about it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the time period of that match, probably is going to be very good. Yeah. Which, of course, is why I'm excited to tell you that match is not happening that way anymore. <laughs> Instead, it will be a main event of a six-man tag of Drew McIntyre and RK-Bro against Roman Reign and the Usos. Winner take none. <laughs> yeah, nothing's no t- on the no line titles involved. Well, I mean, Drew doesn't have a title to put on the line. No, so. no, he has he has nothing to put on the line. His sword, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Put, you know what? That name? would be the next step for Roman to have a yeah. sword. I mean, yeah, Roman's but, had swords. Yeah, that's that's out of the way now. Okay. So, so there goes one of the few intriguing bits on the premium live event. They'll probably, probably, probably Chris, because it's not going to be held in a stadium. It's going to be in a boring ass arena, which they are totally oh, overdoing now. Who cares about arenas? I mean, they're doing what four. Uh, let's see. They're probably what? So, all right. Mania two nights. So I guess yeah. that does that count as one or two? Well, it counts as two, right? Rumble was at a stadium. A rumble. SummerSlam will be and money. in The bank will be. So that's five U.S. stadium shows, five U.S. stadium shows. Plus They've Saudi. got at least a Saudi one to come up and, and the UK show, which has the so bad. It's good name of, and I quote clash at the castle. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what you came up with there. That's what they came up with. Is there even a castle remotely near this place? I mean, kind of. It's Cardiff. You could probably throw a rock at a castle there. Okay. All right. Sure. Good luck. This is when Paul jumps in our DMs. Yeah. No, he'll let me know. He was hanging out with. uh, He was hanging out in catering uh, during the UK show. Oh no shit! Hanging out with uh, with uh, with Riddle and uh, he was sending me some photos. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I'm glad you had a good time, Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, good for you, bud. Uh, Still, kind of sketchy with that gentleman. Anyway, um, uh, Oscar came back, so that's good. Okay. She popped back up on Raw. Is Bailey uh, still alive? Uh, Bailey has not come back yet from Bailey? her knee injury. 
So she's still not clear. Yeah, she's still not clear. Well, not cleared in so much as she hasn't shown up on television. I haven't heard anything about where her level of fitness seems like it's been a year. Uh, It's been right about a year because she got hurt during the additional training they had to do to prep them for returning to fans. And I think they returned to fans in July. I guess Mania doesn't count for that. Yeah, because like I feel like the shows after Mania, um, they were still in the uh, they were still in in, in the Thunderdome for a bit, and then Thunderdome. They were, wow. Then they were back out. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, good for Oscar. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad she's back, and they put her right into a feud with Becky Lynch, which is not for the Raw Women's Title because. Uh, um, Bianca Belair is who is the current Raw Women's. Oh, champion. that's right. Yeah, it's right. going to be tied up with the uh, newly heel uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Thank you. Yeah, I was like goth, tall, but not actually tall. Just seems tall. Yeah, compared to only five tall. eight. No. Yeah. Legit. That seems, she carries wow. herself a lot taller, but yeah, I don't know yeah. what kind of platform she's wearing, or just standing yeah. next to Liv Morgan just makes you seem a foot and a half taller, but yeah. Wow. Okay. Elsewhere in the wrestling world. What about Alexa Bliss? Didn't they ever, uh, they started to do some vignettes with her and then they, they pulled did. it and she's then, done nothing. Then she right? went and got married and, uh, oh, that's according right. to her she's tweets this week. And I quote, she's just waiting on the call. Uh huh. I mean, Which, it seems like considering she's saying that publicly probably isn't a good sign. <laughs> Which call? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Miss Bliss. Le- Lexi Kaufman is on her way out. Or Lexi Cabrera now, I guess. Yeah, I guess she took true. his name. Kaufman Cabrera. Kaufman Cabrera. Anyway, I'm going to hit this now. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Did you say Nude Japan? No, no. New Japan. Nude Japan. That's on another site. It mostly sounds like cats yelling. Uh, New Japan (laughs) Pro Wrestling. Uh, had a big week this week. Uh, the Golden Fight Series tour continued on, leading to what was in the wee hours of this morning, the Wrestling Duntaku show. Uh, during the Golden Fight Series, our boy Shingo got strapped up again, wow. but not in the way we would want, as yeah. he's now the King of Pro Wrestling 2022 Interim Champion, having won a 30-count match. Against which, Taichi, uh, right? Yeah, against Taichi. Uh, Dave Meltzer described it as... An honest attempt. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that, Dave. Yes. Uh, It also came out this week that uh, during all the the talk about the Forbidden Show coming up in June, uh, that not only was New Japan aware of the infamous Tony Khan, I am the Forbidden Door promo, they encouraged him to cut it. Hey. That that bodes really well for the relationship between the companies. Yeah, it does. And uh, the president, uh, Obari of New Japan, said depending on how things go in June and how things continue to go in Japan, he would love to have a second installment in Japan. Which Hell yeah, man. I mean, it makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. You know, you got a couple well, – you don't have – well, you have one AEW talent announced for Best of Super Juniors. Yes. Yes. Um, and well – yeah, one. And then, you know, that could lead the door open. This, mm-hmm. I guess, not so forbidden anymore, but open the door for some G1 contestants from, you 100%. know. 100%. I, I know I Brian and Punk have both publicly 
talked about wanting to G1. And I'm sure Mox would love to go back and do it. Sure, yeah. Uh, especially now. Uh, but um, just before the Dantaku show, some things had to be flip turn around. The Tanahashi Osprey match was off, and Tatsumi right. Fujinami pulled out of a six-man tag as both Osprey and Fujinami tested positive for that Rona. So uh, still going that, strong, that Rona. Good, that, good, uh, good run on top of the biz. Yeah, <laughs> that Rona yeah, re- really running big. But yeah. the big story coming out of wrestling Dantaku is everyone's favorite throwback to the 1990s. Bullet Club. The Bullet Club was all over this show. Okay. As not only do we have new IWGP heavyweight tag team champions in Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. What the fuck? We had... Uh, the Bullet Club sh- uh, show up in numbers after the never openweight championship match as okay. Tamatanga beat Evil. Okay. This resulted in a run-in from returning to Japan for the first time in a number of years by Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. Oh, I didn't the hear that. Good Brothers showed up, okay. uh, beat down Tama, beat down Jado, beat down Tangaloa. And Carl Anderson posed with the Never Championship, so probably Carl Anderson versus Tamatanga in the not-too-distant future. Mm-hmm. Taji Ishimori defeated El Desperado to become the new junior heavyweight champion. Okay, cool. I mean, I love both those guys, so I don't hate either one of them winning. I mean, Ishimori, this has got to be his, like, what, fourth or fifth? Something Easy. like that. Easy. Uh, he, he's held it multiple times. Yeah. Uh, then in the semi-main, Hiroshi Tanahashi retained the U.S. championship over Tamahiro Ishii in a match described as extraordinary. Okay. And overall by match Dave? of the year candidate. Uh, th- by whoever is recapping for okay. the Observer. But I've seen multiple people follow this up. Post-match, Chase Owens comes down to the ring to distract Tanahashi. Looks like maybe Owens would be going for the championship. But oh, no. A masked man jumps the championship. And removing the mask, it was the newest member of the Bullet Club, Juice Robinson, who played the entire internet like a fiddle, making them believe he was leaving New Japan, if not the business as a whole. Went to that Jay White school of promo talking, I guess. And speaking of Jay White, the main event was Kazuchika Okada defeating Tetsuya Naito in a match that was said to be very good, but... Nothing you haven't seen from those two before. Uh-huh, Post-match, uh-huh. out comes Jay White returning to Japan for the first time in some okay. time. Yeah. And directly challenging Okada. So okay. uh, Jay White getting uh, a uh, IWGP heavyweight title shot in the not-too-distant future as well. But, yeah, big night if you're a Bullet Club guy. Very big night. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine uh, Dominion would be the Jay uh, Kazu match, right? That's, uh, that, that's a month away, right? Yeah, that certainly would be the next big show. But I guess it also depends how everything goes between COVID and and who can go in and out of the country at different points, and also uh, when the uh, the Forbidden Door show is versus timing of people needing to. Uh, I, I know the quarantine isn't what it used to be. But yeah, I thought they lifted still. all restrictions. Uh, you know what? Maybe they have. Maybe I'm I'm misremembering. But I, I don't know. I don't we'll, we'll, we'll see how all that comes together. Okay. Um, but one of the other exciting bits is the uh, lineup for the best of the Super Juniors 29 was announced. 
And uh, the tournament will start on May 15th, run through June 3rd, and unlike the last few years, will feature outside of New Japan talent. Good. So uh, here's what we got, Chris. Some of the old faces, some surprises, some not really a surprise, but, you know, uh, should still be good just the same. Uh, Block A, that would be uh, Raisuke Taguchi, Hiromu Takahashi, Yo, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Taiji Ishimori, who is, of course, the mm-hmm. now the reigning junior heavyweight champion. Show from the LA Dojo, okay. Clark Connors. Okay. From GCW, Alex Zane. Who, okay. Uh, he's definitely worked some New Japan US shows, but this will be yeah. his first spot in Japan. Ace Austin from Impact. Okay. And Francisco Akira. Uh, who recently jumped from all Japan and is the newest member of the United Empire. So nice block there. Okay. All right. Yeah. You put show and yo and matches uh, <laughs> again. Yeah. So yeah, and Dick, I'm sure Dick Togo will get involved in all of them. Um, oh yeah. I always forget about Dick Togo. Damn house of torture. Nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> and then in block B, we've got master Wado, Robbie Eagles, Bushi, Dalkey, uh-huh. El Desperado, Still- El, El Fantasmo, Teton from CMLL. Oh, cool. TJP. Mm-hmm. Wheeler Yuta. Most Utes. excitingly, the Utes getting a spot in oh, New yeah. Japan. And L. Lindemann uh, from uh, currently, I mean, he's freelance, but currently more aligned with Gleet, but he's part of the uh, Stronghearts trio yeah. that we saw in AEW. Man, um, fresh blood goes a long way into this tournament and yeah. my level of excitement for it. So. Yeah. Now, I, I will say I was surprised to not see, for example, Ryu Lee. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, I, we haven't that, we haven't heard from him in a while, have we? Yeah, I, I know that when they announced the uh, that the Best of Super Juniors was happening, he retweeted the graphic. Yeah. So people were starting to think, hey, maybe he's going to be in there. I mean, but uh, we haven't no. heard from him since, I think, the, the end of Ring of Honor. Yeah. So uh, he didn't pop up at Triple Mania or anything last night that I saw. No, he he did not. And uh, hey, Chris, you want to talk about Triple Mania? Because that was a weird show. All right. Uh, So all all I saw was a little mini Penta. Yeah, my heart uh, melted. Penta did have a mini Penta. Uh, It was the eight man single. uh, He's part of an eight man single elimination tournament that's going to go across the multiple Triple Mania shows this year. Uh, Penta lost to Ultimo Dragon. In this wow. first round. Okay. And here's how it works. It's uh, an eight-man single elimination tournament where a win means the wrestler is out of the tournament. Therefore, their mask is safe. Losers must continue on. So losers progress in the tournament until there's and the only one person ultimate left. ultimate loser loses their mask. Exactly. Interesting. That is a, that's a legitimately interesting concept for a tournament. I like that. It was Rulta de la Muerte is the uh, the name of the uh, huh. tournament. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, intrigued. You have my attention. So uh, Ultimate Dragon 1, he's out of the tournament. Penta must continue on. Uh, and uh, we had a four-way for the Mixed Tag Team Championship okay. uh, that was uh, Commander and Sexy Star, Latigo and Lady Maravala. Uh, and the team of Rez and Chick Tormenta, the fourth team in there, was scheduled to be Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. Uh-huh. Now, of course, as we'll talk about when we get to our AEW recap, uh, Tay, uh, not Tay, excuse me, Sammy fucked himself up real good in that match. Uh-huh. Uh, and in turn, he showed up with crutches and paid off 
La Parca Negra to take his spot. And I shit you not, the finish was Sammy came in with the crutches, beat down everyone, including La Parca Negra, then gestured that he had paid off the ref and gets the pinfall. So your new mixed tag team champions for AAA are Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara. Oh boy, man. Mexico does shit wild. That is, that is stupid. Yes. All right. Uh, Sure. LA park. Also part of this was also part of the Roulette de la Barrette tournament. LA park defeated Volano four. So, okay. uh, Volano four continues on in the tournament for losing. Um, just a big sloppy brawl. People seem to enjoy it though. Uh, then, uh, they were presenting a Lifetime Achievement Award to Latin Lover, and during that uh, speech, Jeff Jarrett showed up. Okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, along with did he uh, have a Karen guitar? Jarrett. He did not have uh, a guitar, but uh, he did say that uh, Latin Lover was, quote, a dirty, filthy, greasy Mexican. Wow, okay. Did he call anybody slap nuts? Uh, he did not. Man, uh, but go for two. But the thing that I think you'll really enjoy is uh-huh. uh, Lawton Lover is saved by the chords of Back in Black as Vampiro shows up. Oh, man. Well, yeah, at least he hit his music on time. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, and I'm, I'm wrong. Dragon Lee was on the show. Oh, uh, so okay. there was a three-way tag match. Johnny Caballero. Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo, yeah. And Taurus. Uh, they defeated the teams of Jack Cartwheel of PWG fame and okay. Laredo Kid and Dragon Lee and Drillistico. Uh, Drillistico is the current name of the OG Mystico, who was also Sincara. Sincara, yes. Right, right, right. Um, another Rileta de la Muerte match, Relo de, la, uh, Relo de Holistico defeated uh-huh. Blue Demon Jr. Wow, Blue, Blue Demon Jr. is still going. Okay. Yeah. Um, Pagano, Bandito, and Taya Valkyrie defeated the trio of Andrade El Idolo, Cibernetico, and Diana Perrazzo. Wow, okay. Uh, El Kinec and Psycho Clown faced off in the Roulette de la Muerte. Kinec defeating Psycho Clown after Andrade got involved. I want to see Psycho Clown do... I know it's CMLL that does the Fantastic Mania Tour of New Japan. I want to see what the reaction to the Japanese crowd of Psycho Clown would be. Yeah. That would be that would be, be super wild. interesting to me. Uh, and then uh, the main event was the Young Bucks against El Hijo del Vikingo and Ray Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, very good match. Uh, Post match was ridiculous though. Uh, run in by uh, Johnny Caballero, Semi Guevara, Te Conti, basically all of the uh, indie lucha esque whites mm-hmm. stood tall as the crowd rained down booze. Okay. So, All right. So that seems to be the direction they are going in there. All in all, if you watched it uh, streaming off the internet, you probably had a fun time. But like with all AAA shows, nothing, perhaps the main event, but beyond that, nothing I'd really recommend anyone goes out of their way to watch. <laughs> I mean, I, I like a lot of people pepper throughout that card. Oh, yeah. 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 It's Which means there are spots you'll enjoy. Sure, yeah. Just go through the gifts. Yeah, yeah the, the show itself. Mm, we'll see. Anyway, okay. let's talk about shows that at least I think we both enjoyed this week. Let's talk about it. 
AEW is going to be in our backyard this week. I am mm-hmm. very excited, especially yes. after minor dark spoiler. A uh, additional match got announced, I assume, for our taping. If not on Dynamite, then probably on Rampage, because they're going to be running in an Owen qualifier. Motherfucking Dante Martin versus motherfucking Ray Phoenix. Let's go. Yeah, give me that. Yeah. Give me that. Exactly. I, I look forward to, because there have been a lot of these lately, I look forward to being the fan losing his mind in an unnecessary fan reaction shot. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, they are really leaning into them, which yes. is not great. I don't love it. But uh, Dynamite was live on TBS from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And the show kicked off with the Owen Hart Foundation Cup qualifier. FTR exploded, kind of, as it was Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler with fellow Bret Hart fan CM Punk on commentary. Yeah, yeah with uh, all the callbacks to Bret versus Owen from WrestleMania 10. Yes, all of them. Uh, yeah. And some callbacks also to uh, Bret versus Mr. Perfect. There's a uh-huh. really great video online that actually kind of shows bit by bit what they yeah. what they homaged, what they ripped off. I guess it depends. However on, you want to put it. Yeah. It depends on where you sit on the uh, the fence here. The AEW stands uh, or not. Right. Yeah. I just know. I had a great fucking time watching this match. Was a lot of fun. They went From, out there and they really laid into each other, which you love to see. Yeah, uh, and uh, from the entrance where they came out at the same time, although one came from the face tunnel, one came from the yeah. middle tunnel, uh, to yes, all the callbacks, but also getting to see some of their signature spots done on each other. Dax hitting that goddamn amazing power bomb, mm-hmm. uh, slingshot power bomb. Uh, Punk was great on commentary through this, although I don't think anyone clued him in that FTR were faces now. <laughs> that was the one thing where I was like, but well, uh, I mean, it's it's his history with them. So you have fair. to talk about it, how it happened. Fair, fair. Uh, but uh, finish was uh, teased sharpshooter from Dax. He hesitates. Cash cradles him. But then mm-hmm. Dax turns the uh, cradle into a small package of his own, gets the flash pinned one, two, three, and Dax is in the tournament, which makes sense because he's the singles guy of the two. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't have, I would have been very shocked had Cash won this match. Yeah. <clears throat> but man, did you did you watch the the road two that they put together for yes. this match? Yes. If there, dear listener, if you had not watched the promo, they faced off with each other. I think you retweeted it. Um, I, I probably did, yeah, because it was fucking great. Just great fucking pro wrestling storytelling. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I, I know I've talked <laughs> shit in the past about Dax Harwood just yelling about family pro wrestling and God, but uh, th- th- this was one of those moments where he was more focused and there was a direction and yeah. uh, it was so good. That's his live, so laugh, good. live, love, laugh. That's live, his live, laugh, uh, love. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eat, pray, love. Wrestling family and and God. uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And because Hangman Page was out with COVID, they had to do something to build Double or Nothing. So they had Punk do an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk with the live crowd. (laughs) Uh, That joke's just for me, but I love it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) But uh, the whole idea was Punk talking about, can I still do this? Can I? Can I hang? Can I be world champion? And I think the thing I liked is he left doubt. He says he's going to push himself as hard as possible. He may not win, Mm -hmm. but he's going to give everything he can in the Mm -hmm. match, which I liked. Like that, that is the, the reasoned perspective of a veteran. Yeah. Versus, you know, 
uh, a face on the way up who's like, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to push myself harder. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it it was it was good. It made sense, and I feel like he was kind of leaving some um, breadcrumbs, you know, as a uh, f- for the upcoming cop out. Uh, it, it, it may go that way, you know, in terms of because I, I, I don't expect Punk to beat Page. Neither I'm sure the I. match will be great, but he's not the one to dethrone Page, in my opinion. Um, but you know, and they could go, you know in whichever way with punk after that, that they won, they could, yeah. you know, turn him heel. He could turn on, you know, like start to be down on himself or something. There's a lot of different uh, ways for that to go. And I feel like that kind of, you know, if you were paying attention, just sowed some seeds of doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And which I, is, uh, interesting. I, I liked that a lot. Um, speaking of things that I, I wish, I mean, I wish I could say I liked a lot. I, I was a little cold on how this went. It was a six man tag Blackpool Combat Club of Danielson, Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta against the Nightmare Factory of QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, and Aaron Solo. This wasn't bad, but I have no idea why I had to go through a commercial break. This this should have been. I, I know you you know Utes is the hometown boy, so they want yeah. to give him a big pop and everything. This should have been full on MDK hit ev- all the finishers and make the factory look like the absolute goons they are. Yeah, there's no way that Aaron Solo should have been given any kind of offense in this match. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of weird to me. I, I didn't really understand it. I mean, you know, I, I what are your thoughts on the uh, the triple finish? I liked it. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, okay. And and I liked Yuta doing the Danielson elbows. I, I, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of Yuta building a offense set that includes moves that both Mox and Danielson used to do, but don't really do so much anymore. Like, I, I, I think that's, that's a fun idea because it shows like, Oh, he's learning. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so I, I liked it. And again, the, the big hometown pop for Yuta was pretty cool. So sure. Excited yeah. for that guy. And, and Hey, they put him over, uh, in Philly. Um, it's funny how that works, huh? Yeah, I know. Just when you don't humiliate somebody in their hometown, go figure send the crowd home. Happy. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm were all yelling at each other backstage. Uh, Ruby Soho interrupted saying enough was enough. And she didn't say it was time for a change. Which uh, <laughs> was right there, ladies. Right, yeah, yeah. The difference between extra and extraordinary. Or ordinary and extraordinary. I always say that wrong. Yeah. Extra and extraordinary. It's between ordinary and extraordinary. It's a little bit ordinary. <laughs> yeah. I always put that up. I'm a dummy. Um, I don't need any more backstage interviews between these four people. I, I feel like I am some of this was Hangman has COVID and we need to fill out time. I mean, I guess. Including that six-man tag. I feel like that was Possibly, like, yeah. I don't know, guys. You go two segments now. Have fun. <laughs> let brian call it in the ring you'll be fine yeah, yeah just just follow it brian. i guess but yeah the i mean i need to get the fireworks factory on this women's tournament uh because well it, it it's starts, the same it starts not next this week, week but the week after yeah the of course 11th. yeah the week after our show yeah, yeah. well i think yeah. we're so if, if, they if get we get right if, if the week after us gets fucking hater and tony storm i'm gonna be very pissed the week after us we'll get hater and tony storm because both tournaments need two more participants they're both at six okay so (sighs) that pisses me off we're going to get get so we will probably get based off of what they've announced so far two women's qualifiers and one additional men qualifier that haven't been officially said 
Who we have? Who uh, else hasn't been in a qualifying at this point? Yeah, I know. Well, Women wise, I mean, that, that's fair, but hey, I don't know. Is Reba getting a fucking qualifying match now? Is that where we I'll are? Third Dakota Kai one. Let's go. <laughs> if she oh, can. So, so, yeah, so we so we'll have yeah. uh, Tony Storm, Ruby Riot, and Dakota Kai in yeah, this, uh, all, all yeah. this tournament. Three out of eight are former. TK is playing Moneyball with the Tuesday Night Wars right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. Let, let, let's just do the damn thing, but um. We'll we'll see what happens. Okay, because I feel like there's still another match that they haven't said yet that that'll be on. Probably, yeah. And I then think the there's... entire rampage card will just get announced lightning quick by Excalibur, and we'll see it on a video screen. Yeah, so. yeah. Because we're getting Jeff Hardy. I almost said Jeff Harvey. Wow, Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Oh, forty-six-year-old Jeff Hardy versus a. 65 year old Bobby fish. <laughs> There's a running gag in a group of people that, that I chat, uh, AEW with where every single time we, we talk about Bobby fish, we had 10 years to <laughs> think he's at 135 right now. He's, you know, the mustache would, would back that up. Just was like, Hey, look, he's a 45 year old up and comer. Give him yeah. some love. The next guy. Yeah. Look, he's 55. He's doing his best. Look, he's 95 years old. He's yeah. still able to yeah. move yeah. that. Well, it's very yeah. impressive. Uh, I don't want to see Bobby fish. Hey, let's see how you look when you're 125. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. Um, jungle boy, Luchasaurus and Christian are backstage and Christian just said, fuck it. He'll turn. I'm a dick now. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, uh, I need, uh, I mean, oh, it just struck me. Starks and Hobbs challenged, uh, for the tag belts. So are we, is that happening? Yeah. They, in that promo, they challenged for the tag belts. Oh yeah. So I don't imagine them hanging onto that for double or nothing. Yeah. And I, and since that was not on rampage, maybe that'll be on, uh, the rampage that they film in front of us on Wednesday, which fuck yeah, I'm in. Uh, you know, I want to see some, uh, some Hobbs and Starks. I also want to see some Swerve and Lee. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just even if it's the four of them again, I'm, I'm running back. Yeah. Let's go. Even put those guys on dark. Just, I want to see them live. I I will say, uh, that, uh, apparently Riho is back in the U S okay. And Yuka Sakazaki had to drop off a, uh, a Tokyo Joshi pro show on May 3rd because she had to be in, in America. So she will probably be on the card on Wednesday too. All right. Um, Wardlow absolutely murdered Lance Archer including going full lucha wardlow yeah man. doing a beautiful beautiful head scissors takedown absolutely gorgeous man yeah. he just threw that big beefy body up there and whipped himself around yeah whipped myself simultaneously yeah also had a gorgeous uh senton bomb yeah and did uh, the yeah the senton bomb was great but i think was it archer's pants that were when he got him up when warlow had him up for the power bombs was mm-hmm. it something in his like crazy hot topic pants that like w- was affecting wardlow because he was selling oddly yeah like, it was a little weird i don't know what happened there yeah all right you noticed it too i wasn't just it, it was definitely a little weird but hey okay he, he got the other power bombs which is the important part so yeah no he got him up and down man i mean got know. him for four and yeah. uh wardlow continues to win we had the Jericho Appreciation Society sit down with Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz. I know I say I hate these named Jericho segments. Uh-huh. This fucking rolled. <laughs> Jericho is playing the perfect shithead to Kingston's righteous fury. 
Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, when when Eddie really turned his shit on at the end, and Jericho kept pulling back and back and back yes. in his chair, so he's basically it was so good. You know, this is like out of a Zucker movie. It was fucking great. It was so great, and also uh, uh, as they very frequently do, Santana and Ortiz were killer on the mic too, especially yes. Santana. Yeah, uh, the the match Santana has coming up this week could be a big one for him. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Daniel Garcia doing everything he can <laughs> do to make me want to punch him in the face. And he's yes. doing a great job at yes. it. Yes. Daniel Garcia was like, you know, who is the perfect encapsulation of the heel I want to be? Circa 1991, Marky Mark and the fun, Funky Punch, Mark Wahlberg. That's I feel like there's a little to Tony do. Soprano in there, too. Yeah, yeah, a, a smidge. But he's smidge. such like a, you know, <laughs> petite little guy that it's hysterical. I will say Eddie almost pissed off some people thrown out in the middle of his rants that he hates Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, do people still consider that one of the greatest shows of all time? Oh, yeah. Especially during COVID, people were going back and like... Oh, it, it, it's almost a, if it isn't completely, it's very close to being a meme at this point. I, I, I never like and I didn't watch it when it was on. I watched it afterwards. Yeah. Um, maybe like 10 years ago, I went through yeah. Eric Gorehound. Let me borrow all of his box sets one by one and, and, yeah. and get through there back in the day. Uh, I, I don't think it holds up with a Breaking Bad or a Wire or. That's true of a lot of the shows. That, I mean, like Oz great show at the time now it feels a little like yeah i've never watched oz yeah and i feel like that's kind of one of the reasons i've been putting it off is because i don't want to watch it and be underwhelmed because it's been getting high praise for a long time yeah a lot of shows that were that peak tv show like yeah haven't aged well lost is another great one i mean i enjoy a lot like i've rewatched lost uh-huh. And I enjoy it almost in a cheese ball aspect now. Sure. But yeah. at the time, like that was, you know, a show I lived and breathed. Well, so. I mean, I still think Lost has one of the great greatest pilot episodes oh, ever. Hands down. But you know, when we're like, oh, the statue's missing a toe, like <laughs> uh, Yeah, I feel like I can't watch Lost again without just picking apart everything obsessively. I'm like, what the yeah. f they had no idea where this show was going and, and I didn't hate the finale. I, uh, one of I was a handful of people very I underwhelmed. Hate it. I was underwhelmed. Fair. The whole last season was kind of a. I don't. Why are you spending time with fucking two people on an island forever ago, and all these other people <laughs> are floating out in the? I don't care yeah. about Jacob and the man in black. Fuck off. But but how do you feel about Jack and what's his neck going full Dragon Ball Z in the finale? Why? <sighs> yeah, that show was infuriating. Anyway, uh, just one more quick. TV sidetrack. Um, yeah. Have you watched uh, We Own This We Own This Town yet? Uh, I have not. And okay. for me, it's a – it's also why it took a while to watch The Wire because it, it's almost like – I feel like people are going to just be like, oh, you're in Baltimore. You know <laughs> but is it good? Uh, <laughs> uh, John Bernthal's Baltimore accent is both – authentic and terrible at the same time okay uh it kind of goes from being on and i think he really leans into the o's a little bit at times gotcha. which gotcha. is me i'm like okay i know there are it's exaggerated at times yeah, yeah. um but uh it, i definitely get wire vibes even though it's based it. off of a true story right sense. yeah 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 just the 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 kind of I mean, there's only one episode out as of this moment right um right. but um you know just the way it's shot and the way I'm like, and then there's a couple uh, wire alums 
in yeah. this um, yeah. as well. Marlo and Pooh and Landsman all yeah. made appearances in episode one. Those are their wire character names. I don't remember the, all the their actors', actors yeah, names. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it, it was pretty good. I w- you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. It just uh, yeah. I also actually want to read the book that it's based uh, on. Yeah, 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 Justin Fenton there. Um, it's kind of crazy to me how much money HBO has made off of the shit heap that is the city, though. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you think about how much money they brought into the city by making these shows, yeah, it might yeah. even out. It might even true, out. true. And a, a buddy of mine is supposed to be in one of these uh, one of these episodes. Oh no, uh, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I Big tall, handsome fellow named Ian. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's actually a part of the show. Probably. I'll let you Just know when he pops up. Crew. So I don't think he's got like I don't think he I think his yeah. background I don't think he got a, a speaking role. Gotcha. But yeah. He was he was he's done a lot of like bit work. He was in that um, Jackie movie with Natalie Portman. Oh, nice. He, he did some House of Cards. He's a tall, handsome guy. So he's a good security guard gotcha. just standing there silently in a suit sort of thing. Yeah, uh, so it just kind of flows perfectly for mm-hmm, in, that, mm-hmm. in that sort of scenario. I get it. Yeah. Super nice guy. Um, anyway, back to the wrestling. Back to the wrestling. A match that I thought was great, but apparently the crowd in Philly did not give a fuck about was the Philly street fight between Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. I don't know what happened there. Didn't do it for me either. So it wasn't just the crowd. I I thought they beat the piss out of each other, and I, I it wasn't my favorite of their matches, but I I thought for being what I assume is a blow off, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. It's something, something felt like it was missing for me. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it was the crowd. I, yeah. Maybe that was it, but yeah, it, it didn't, didn't land full on for me. Well, uh, the, the bummer of, of that segment based off of the crowd continued on into this bummer of a segment where MJF and Sean Spears were backstage. MJF berated <sighs> Alex Marvez called someone and offered them six figures for one match someone to take on Wardlow and I'm like are we getting Jeff Cobb in Baltimore that would be that would rule tell me we're getting Jeff Cobb no he said it's someone who's smarter stronger and taller that ain't Jeff Cobb (laughs) than Wardlow and you can't teach that look I am happy that uh what's he going by william morrissey or yeah, whatever w. morrissey w morris Mor- morrissey like w. like morrissey like the, like the singer like the yes. emo singer okay yes. uh like the og emo um i'm yes. happy that he turned his life around yeah and that he's you know back to wrestling and apparently doing good work over an impact yeah i just don't really give a fuck enough about him I, if this wasn't happening at, at the show we're going to it would be fine whatever yeah. but i just don't yeah care to like, see i him. i'm I sorry ha- I am so excited, like Chris. I am I am doubling over with excitement about getting to go to this show because yeah. one of my favorite things pre-pandemic was that fall we had where we went to yeah. two New Japan shows and we went to the Dynamite debut and then we went to Full Gear. Like mm-hmm. I was looking forward to more of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then nothing. Yeah. So like I'm I'm very excited about this, but when I heard that and when I heard Bobby Fish for Jeff Hardy and fucking 2022, I was just like, "Are you trying to fuck me, TK? Are you, are you trying to fuck me right now?" <laughs> yeah, personal vendetta. Yeah, what's what's, uh, what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. What, what's going on? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm sure the I'm sure between Rampage and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a good time. Oh yeah, we, we we will have a blast compared to some of the dream matches. Like 
fuck, a couple weeks ago we got Punk versus Pentagon. Yeah. And now <laughs> we get Jeff Hardy versus why, fucking Why was Bobby that Fish. not on our show? <laughs> like, Come on. Who do you, who do you, I mean, I know the crowd wasn't great at the first full gear yeah. at the Baltimore Arena. I, that I, means you have to do better, yeah? Uh, Maybe. I mean, you, you you practically sold out a smaller room, so that's fine. It'll be, And I like that place for wrestling. We got good seats. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, the like of lads, we'll all put on a, you know, our happy faces and have a good time. But yeah. this card on paper compared to the, even the last couple weeks of dynamite's card is kind of definitely uh, stepped in a lackluster. Yeah. Um, speaking of Penta, by the way, uh-huh. uh, Fuego del Sol was knocked out on the stage when we came back to the RIP, the, uh, piece of action. Uh, and then house of black were there. They tease on masking, but then Alex Abrahantes <clears throat> interrupted from the ring, uh-huh. uh, you know, lurched over in his robe, yelling in his microphone saying they've been trying to bait the house of black into a fight. So, uh, house of black goes after him outcome Penta Oscuro and the returning Pac. But then out comes Abrahantes in his full-on, you know, Wish.com Supreme gear. And uh, that means Abrahantes was not the man in the ring. Instead, it was Ray Phoenix. Hell yeah. His return as uh, the House of Black get their butt kicked uh, by Death Triangle, who stand tall. So uh, very, very nice, well-done angle. And it was awesome to see our boys in Death Triangle back in the mix i better get some fucking i know allegedly we might get phoenix and dante martin but i i need to see some full-on death triangle action here Pac will undoubtedly be on the show if just because if you have him in the u.s right now you use him one would think yeah one would think and i just need to i just need to get that pentapot baby let's go yeah uh darby and swerve were backstage because they were going to have an owen hart qualifier on rampage did he call him shane did i catch that he did he did yeah. call him shane strickland yeah okay because right. uh, they have a history they've acknowledged that in the past though i know but yeah, yeah. uh yeah. but uh you know tony was putting over the that they have a history and swerve's like yeah we've had a history we ain't friends though <laughs> <laughs> but he promised he'd beat him and uh he proved that this was his house, and this time the crowd jumped in and said, Swerve's house. Yeah. Uh, Expect a big Swerve's house this week. Yes, absolutely. But uh, it, it was awesome and uh, very much looking forward to that match. We had the 10-man tag as the undisputed elite uh, of Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Kyle Riley, and Bobby Fish defeated a team that I am going to call Arn Anderson's group of dumb fucking idiots. <laughs> Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and the Varsity Blondes of Brian Pillman Jr. Griff Garrison. This was the match that the BCC match should have been, where basically the five guys just got their ass kicked, and yeah, you know the team you know and care about, uh, you know, stood tall. Uh, Cole lowers the boom on uh, Lee Johnson, mm-hmm. and that was that. Dissension continues to be a problem in the Undisputed Elite as Cole handed out T-shirts and the Bucks did not seem to be too thrilled about posing with the former Undisputed Era. Yes, whatever. I'm kind of starting to get over this story. We went to the back as Jericho, Jericho Appreciation Society was brawling with Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz and a fireball was thrown into the face of Eddie Kingston. Fuck yeah, fireball angles in 2022. How sports entertainment of them. Yes. And then the main event was Scorpio Sky against Sammy Guevara in a ladder match. 
this was fucking wild, and it probably would have been wilder if it weren't for the fact that Sammy Guevara decided to do a 630 into nothing in the middle of the match. Yep, pretty much. I don't know what happened, but that was, a, that was a 630 just to nowhere, and then Sky has to figure out how to do the rest of the, the match. Yeah. And Sammy's like, fuck it, I'm still taking a Spanish fly onto a barbed wire ladder, and I'm still taking a fucking ace crusher off the top of a ladder. Yep. I, the kid's crazy. Yeah. You know, he's taking years off his life with each bump, but, you know, yeah. thanks for doing it for our enjoyment, I guess. Uh, Sky wins. Sky Paige Van Zandt involved. Ty, yeah. Ty Conti involved. Dan I Lambert mean, involved. Yeah. Everybody got involved. Yeah, he got kicked in the uh, meat and two veg. That he did. But uh, Sky wins <laughs> to a huge pop. Yeah. So if the whole purpose of this weird back and forth over the TNT title was to get Sky over as a face and Sammy over as a heel, well done. But I think that was just things working out for the best for everybody. Yeah. I think but, anybody anybody put in there against Sammy and Tay right now are going to be the baby face. Yeah. Post-match, Kazarian comes out and lets Sky know I'm the first challenger. So that will be happening soon. I loved Egon or uh, all – yeah, Egon. Now I'm starting to talk like Dan Housen. Uh, Egon or Ego – all Ego Ethan Page's face when like, Kazarian comes out I was like, hmm, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. But Sky was like, all right, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the kind of like little subtle things that you know I like to pick up on. Yeah, storytelling. It's good stuff. Much like AEW Rampage, which, according to my notes here, Chris was the show we've been waiting on. I don't know if you know this. Well, it took me a minute, but I got there. Thank you. <laughs> It is. You're correct. Show kicked off with Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland. This ruled. <laughs> like, it was a lot I, of fun. I, I don't know how else to put oh, it sometimes. Like, dude, this- Swerve hitting that rising knee on Darby's low pay was one of the most brutal things I've ever yeah. known, seen in my life. Like, these guys could just have a best of 20 series and it yeah. wouldn't rule. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought this was fantastic. Let's go. Uh, and... Uh, yes, Darby ends up winning. A little bit of a bummer. I think if Strickland won, that would have been a more intriguing entrant. I mean, the the Owen is stacked right now. It is, but man, Swerve needs some Ws. Yeah, he he, especially a prominent one against a guy like Darby. Yeah, and big. Yeah, um, but, but they probably have other plans for Swerve and yes. and Lee and uh, Team Taz at the moment. So. Chris Jericho awarded himself the Sports Entertainer of the Week Award for yeah, the fireball in the face of uh, Eddie Kingston. Uh-huh. We had a what the hell, let's throw women on this on this show, six-woman tag, as the baddies of Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, and Kira Hogan defeated Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale, and Trisha Dora in less than three minutes. There was so much ass in that ring. It was <laughs> fantastic. Good God almighty. That was astastic. Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, the, the wrestling was fine, but man, that uh, whew, a lot of ass. So Keith, great ass. Keith Lee basically murdered Colton Gunn, which the oh, only yeah, way that could have been better match. is if it was Austin Gunn. Three minutes shorter. Well, yeah, I feel I feel like the match went like six minutes, though. It did not need. Yeah, to go it, it went six, but it's because it went through commercial. Still, <laughs> it didn't have to go that long. Dan Housing called out Hook. And then Dan Housen had second thoughts once Hook arrived, but before yep. they could get into it, out comes Mark Sterling. And yeah. uh, that was a distraction, so Tony Nese could run in, and pretty decent, take them both out. Uh, Hook sends Nice flying out, 
And then uh, Dan Housen offers a handshake to Hook, but Hook had no interest. So it looks like we're going to have a feud between uh, Hook and Tony Nese. Well, you, you missed the most important part is that Dan Housen, after Nice went running away, uh, Dan Housen uh, threw a curse on Denise, but then uh, standing behind Dan Housen was Hook looking all imposing, which yeah. is really what scared off. Uh, yes. But Dan Housen thinks his curses, his power, the curse, uh, the power of his curses has returned. Yes. Yes. How Dan Housen got true. his groove back and uh, now he's back to cursing. So and then the main event, which, uh, of course, we were informed it was time for by Mark Henry. Yes. Was yes, for yes. the ROH television championship, which meant not only did we have Bobby Cruz in the mix, but we had Ian Cabani, yeah, who was awesome on commentary. I, I, this was one of the more underwhelming Mark Henry pre-match promos. This Fair did did Trent, not really. Trent was like Trent was like you know you might be bigger you might be stronger you can beat me but uh, I'm gonna beat you like it, yeah I don't know if that it was supposed to be like some sort of you know anti-humor humor but it didn't really work for me and then it kind of ended abruptly I was like oh is that all you got. But Trent? the match okay. ruled. Match was very good. Yes. I, I could watch Trent and Samoa Joe go against each other a billion times. Like, yeah, this was awesome. Joe looked awesome. It was all killer. No filler. It yeah. was just, just j- watching Joe be Joe. Yeah. While being allowed to be Joe and not being, you know, WWE Joe. Uh, it's yeah, it's a chef's kiss. It's great. It, I'm, it's I'm here so, for so it. Good. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Joe ends up winning with the rear naked choke post match. Tony. Shivani tries to get the interview with Samoa Joe, but out comes Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and El Ijo Del Kali. They all come out. Arch Cassidy gets in the face of Singh with his uh, his whole hand to do. Uh-huh. But Sanjay Dutt flies in and attacks. Big brawl between the best friends and Singh and Dutt. Lethal gets a jump on Joe, and then out come all the officials and fans. We gotta go. Yeah, yeah, it ended on the on the schmas. I and mean, we saw well, Pat Buck even came out. Pat Buck, yeah. Jerry Lynn, uh, you know, it's a good good crew of a uh, backstage talent there. So for Dynamite and Rampage, both being filmed in Charm City. Well, not really well, Charm yeah, City, yeah. Baltimore County. Yeah, the UMBC campus. Yeah, uh, we've got for Dynamite the Blackpool Combat Club against Angelico Butcher and Blade, which yes. could be a banger. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Santana versus Chris Jericho again could be awesome. Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish in an Owen Hart qualifier. <laughs> Mercedes Martinez versus Diana Perrazzo for the ROH Women's Championship. Yeah, and then over on Rampage, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hader, which Chris. They got I mean, letters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Hook will be in action. Additionally, uh, if Penta is on screen, you will find Chris prancing in the nude in the background <laughs> of whichever show that is. So, you know that why you know why that is? Why, why is that? It's because I have Sarah Miedo. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay.
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Do you have an upcoming no DQ, barbed wire, steel cage, first blood, loser leaves town, tampon on the pole, boiler room brawl, ambulance, buried alive, casket gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. Need a sack full of thumbtacks? We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire? We got it. A 2 by 4 with a nail in it? We got it. A kendo stick? We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick? We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility? We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake? We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day? We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles? We get it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading up to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 303-150 Generic Boulevard in Parts Unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where the only thing foreign to us is high prices. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder.